Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken from Aftershocks reminding you that if you want to see the interviews, see the artists, and see Matt and I ramble on with the artists, subscribe to us on YouTube. Just go to the link bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash AftershocksPod1, the number one. So bit.ly slash AftershocksPod1. And you can subscribe and see all of our videos in this video cast. It is Aftershocks right here on Aftershocks TV. And joining us today to talk about her and her band visions of Atlantis's brand new DVD and Blu-ray and video stream. I'm assuming as well. It's called mm -hmm. a symphonic journey to remember it's out October 30th. And with us is the vocalist of visions of Atlantis. It is uh, Miss Clementine Delancey. Clem, how are you? I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. How are you? Good. Very good. It's, it's definitely great to finally speak to you. Um, you know, visions of Atlantis has, obviously seen its profile raised in the last couple of years with, uh, oh, really? well, well, wanderers certainly, as I'm sure you're aware, wanderers made an impression, you know, out, not only in, in Europe, but outside of Europe in, into the States as well. And it really kind of raised the profile of the band. And I would say that in large part, that's because of you being in the band. Oh, <laughs> well, it's not just me, it's, oh, it's the music also, you know, because you can have at some point the best singers out there if the music they sing is not touching people or is not catchy or empowering or emotional, then it doesn't work. So it's a, it's a team, it's a teamwork. Sure, definitely. Well, well, Clem, um, you're obviously somebody that has been in, in other bands before you, uh, before landing with Visions of Atlantis. Um, when when you do something as grand as the symphonic journey to remember is, does that kind of take the place of the stuff that maybe you held closest to your heart, you know, originally, like from your older bands or, or do you look at your career as just kind of one big catalog of, of music with different people? I think I, 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 that's a good question. I never asked myself that kind of question. Okay. <laughs> So it's very interesting. I, I think as my career, as if you, if you take it like as, as a from the timeline, it's like it's like a path with different collaborations, and I go with the flow of the collaboration that I'm offered. And I, every time it's a new experience, every time it's an opportunity to learn and to create something beautiful, and everything is different. I never leveled measured what I did now, what I do now with, with what I did in the past, because every step was important to me and is, and, and is still, you know, it, after all it's music, I'm still very happy of my collaboration with Serenity. And um, I don't look down on that just because I didn't do a DVD with them with an orchestra, you know, this is sure. something different. Uh, but of course that, that DVD with Visions was, and that show was, was an experience that was, uh, very intense on, on so many levels and one of the most intense that I've had so far, but it doesn't shadow, it doesn't cast a shadow on even the smallest show because I, I tend to 
take and learn from from any place so i'm very happy with everything that i've been able to do so far certainly now now since we're talking about uh symphonic journey to remember uh it is like you just said it is a grand experience to watch it is a it's a Thank big you. thing and you know i'm always curious with bands that when, when you guys make the decisions to work with an orchestra you know yeah. There's a section of of any metal audience that just will frown on that, and I know you know that. You know that. Really? Yeah, oh. there are. There, there, there definitely are. There's people that just want the the rock and the metal, and that you know that. Then, uh, then they might not listen to symphonic metal. Okay. Yeah, and and that's true. But the thing the thing that I wanted to ask you is for for a band, I and mean, for simply for a symphonic band to to incorporate an orchestra in such grand fashion as you did here, how much, how difficult is it to, you know, kind of rework things and make everything fit with the orchestra? Cause I have to imagine that's a big process for you guys who have, you know, you've written the songs originally and you know how they sound to incorporate all new sounds and all new styles into what you're doing. Well, we had the privilege to work with an orchestra who's very open to mix their classical world with the rock world. So mm -hmm. the Bohemian Symphony Orchestra from, from Prague, the, the right. orchestra we're working with on that DVD. And from day one, everything was went really smooth with them because we just sent them the songs over and they did an amazing job defining, rewriting some parts so that they would fit the songs because you know they had to adapt those songs to their ensemble, to their instruments, to, you know, depending on how many people is into every section of instruments, it doesn't sound the same. So we totally gave them complete autonomy on that. And they know how their orchestra sounds, they know what to do. And we were not those controlled freaks and need to get into every single detail of every melody, you know, because that's not the point. It was definitely not the point for us. The point was to be able to, perform live the songs that that were the, you know our songs were written with those instruments even though they were not playing for real on the cd so we just wanted to feel our music played the right way for once you know right. having an orchestra with us playing the themes playing along what was originally written they respected pretty much everything that was that was written on a rec on the record um and and it created of course something new something different but it was not some it was not because it was different that it was bad so we would trust them so much on that it, it went very very smooth of course we rehearsed and we we worked on some details and some parts to make sure everything was together and of course there was some work post to the show like after the show to make sure everything everyone was the timing was right because when you combine very organic instruments with a very fixed tempo sometimes it just doesn't work in the dynamic because you know a string in order to reach its higher notes it's peak it's not instant um it doesn't work like a computer so we had to sort of refine some little things time wise tempo wise uh once the show was over and when we had all the tracks and everything to be able to put the dvd together but it worked live for a show for one performance. It was amazing. And um, yeah, 
we we didn't face so much of a struggle to, to put these two worlds together. Sure. Is it something you'd like to do in the future again? Uh, you know, yeah, after another totally. album? Okay. I mean, it was it was planned for us this summer to play two shows with the the same orchestra. Sure. But you know what happened this summer. <laughs> so yeah, this, everything got postponed to next year. So we'll see if the plans remain the same. We'll see. But sure. it was already planned that we would play with orchestra again. Sure. Now, now, what went into the decision now to do the orchestra show? Was it just the success of Wanderers Worldwide, or was it just you guys felt it was the right time to do it for the for the band, or just it was just something that you wanted to try? I think I think we just had the opportunity because we discovered that orchestra and Thomas, our band leader, is very straightforward. He's like, "Oh, they can do, they can play with metal bands. I'm just gonna ask them." <laughs> if they would like to do it with us and what the conditions would be. And right. when that conversation started and, and the orchestra was very fond of the idea, then then we were like, okay, it could happen. Just let's find the right circumstances. And we thought doing it at a festival was easier in a sense that we have a lot of people there already. It's, it's easier than if we had to put a show just for that. We're too small of a band maybe to do that already. So... Mm -hmm. We decided to take advantage of already being at a festival and bang your head festival in germany was very open to the idea supported very much and that's it at some point we just all got an email like hey this show is going to be with orchestra what <laughs> yes <laughs> okay <laughs> let's do it <laughs> very nice now um now clem let's talk about the uh, first single uh heroes of the dawn it, it's a very energetic song and and certainly the video that accompanies it really showcases not only the incorporation, you know, with the orchestra, but it really showcases what you guys do. So from your perspective, you know, why, why was that song chosen? And do you, um, do you feel that it's a good representation of the, um, of the show that you did? Well, for the reasons that you, that you mentioned, um, it was, uh, pretty obvious for us to, to release that song at first because it has this energy, it has this positivity inside and it has this this rhythm. It's it's very, yeah, as you said, it's it's uplifting. And we thought as an introduction to to what we did and to 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 present the show as one first single, we thought it was a good idea to drop that one. But we knew already that it was not the only one we were going we were going to release. And yeah. We like this song very much. It's a song that people also really like from from Wanderers. So we there was not so many so much hesitation here. Excellent. Now I did read in the press, so we'll take that for what it is. But uh, I read in the press that you were extremely excited. You personally were excited about releasing this on Blu-ray. Um, so I'm curious from hearing that. When you watched it for the first time on Blu-ray, did you watch it like a little excited kid would where you're like, oh, look at how great this is? Or did you watch it like most musicians that I know would where you're saying, oh, I wish I would have been here. And oh, I wish I would have sang this note a different way and whatnot. Did you pick it apart or did you just enjoy it? To me, this, this entire show felt completely surreal okay. <laughs> from beginning to end. 
um, because as you, as a band, I didn't feel like we were that ready to do something like that. You know, it 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 the opportunity was there, but I, I felt oh my god, like I personally didn't didn't feel ready to do that. So I was like, okay, but I have to do it. So I have to find a way to to just go through it and and um, and do my best. So watching the DVD was was uh, a mixture of of Oh my God, we did it, and to be to be so happy to finally have it for real, like the the final result. And then you're always embarrassed because watching yourself both perform is something you have to get used to, mm -hmm. and I'm used to it. But it's just my performance evolves every time, and this show dates back July 2019. It was it was one of the first this show to be very clear with that, and it's it's a I think it's it's a very nice point. It's one gather so many first times it was the first time we ever played with an orchestra the first time we ever played with that much power techniques it was the first sure. time that we were changing clothes in the middle of the show the first time we were playing yeah songs from wonders like most of the songs from wonders there we had never played live okay. it was the first time we we're playing we were working with the light guy from camelot for that show it was the first time that our light person was actually doing power techniques so there could have been a hundred reasons for mistakes and problems and issues. And actually, when I look at that show, I'm so proud that everything worked just fine because we actually at some point took a leap of faith. You know, it's not like we have so much experience doing this. It's like we have to do it and do it. We have fun doing it. And yeah, so this DVD for me looks like a first time, like, but in a very good way. I mean, this is how it feels to me. And right now, even my like when I look at this snippet, like my collaboration with Mikele on stage got so much better because you have to imagine that when we played that show, uh, we had done a couple of small tours together, but he was in the band for 10 months only. You know, it, right. was, not, it was not like we knew each other so much. <laughs> and on the, Wanderer, on, the, on the Wanderer's track, we had not prepared anything. <laughs> no, we didn't have any chance to like stage rehearse that show. So all of the um physical interaction between Nikhila and I are extremely spontaneous so it has the charm of something that is that I think you can you can feel it like you can see it like like this is not a typically programmed show with everyone doing the same thing all the time I mean there were some moments where it was clear what to do together but most of that show is is just us enjoying the moment and I love that show for that so much sure. yeah it's well, so it's, genuine. <laughs> it, it is. And, and it's definitely a fun show ju just to watch it. It, it. You know, you can tell that you guys are all enjoying it. You know, it, it's funny. You could tell you and Mikhail, it, you could tell that you guys are really enjoying it. And I, I forget your drummer's name, but he, oh, he is like the most intense guy I've ever seen play. I mean, he's really focused. He's like so locked in compared to the rest of you that look like you're having fun doing it. It, if he's told you this, I'm curious, is that because as the the bottom end of the music that he had to focus in with the with the orchestra as well, which is like got to be a whole new dynamic for a drummer? It's several points. It's, it's several things. Um, before that show, it's the, it was the first and only time that I saw all of my bandmates being so nervous. It's, it's like 
everyone was so nervous because of the reasons I said before, like, because mm. it was so much first times we knew we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't f it up, you know, right. <laughs> I'm not going to say the F word, <laughs> but you know, we, we, we had one chance and it was going to be recorded. So, oh my God, it was, it was, we were thinking about it again. I started getting nervous, you know? Um, so yeah, we were all very nervous. And I think that if the focus you can see from him is that, nervousness combined with power like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna nail that and i'm gonna i'm gonna give my best so i think he was really into that that laser focus to, to just make the best out of his own plan because he as you said he was supporting 25 people on stage so he had to be present enough and tight enough and there enough to 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 uh, make sure everyone would follow the right track then he was playing behind those plexiglass, you know, because right. because the sound of the drums were leaking so much into everyone's microphone, like all the orchestra's microphone. Every single guy had a different microphone. Right. So you can imagine a drum set picked up 20 times by other um, little uh, microphones that are that are just right in front of it sure. would kill the sound. So we had to put those glass and it was still not enough. But Still, it, it was helping. And he also found himself completely blocked away from the show. He right. didn't feel the same energy as, as he could feel when we can come to him right next right next to his drum set. And I know that this sort of, he was not, he was not expecting that because he had never played like that. So he, he also confessed that he felt sort of, sort of outside that show. And he maybe had to even focus even more to stay there and, and, and be there because he couldn't so much uh, grab us like he used to. And mm -hmm. I think that must, must have been difficult for him. And he said that, like for him, he hardly could realize exactly everything that was happening because, because of being separate the way he was. But yeah, he was, he was very intense and he did an amazing job on that show, so. Absolutely. Now, now, Clem, uh, you know, you you briefly touched on it, but obviously the pandemic has shut everything in the music world down, you know, and, and it's unbelievably difficult, you know, or next to impossible for a lot of bands to to survive and to continue. You know, yeah. obviously you guys are you guys are holding strong and you have the DVD, which, you know, in a weird way, it's timed right because it's, you know, it, it's kind of in in that hole. But yeah, what, what are you guys doing now? Are you know, are you are you riding it out as a long vacation? Are you guys working on music? What are you guys doing? Well, um, vacation would never be an option because the size of our band does not allow anyone to make a living out of it. So we all, I'm sorry to break the myth, but we all work. Like sure. we all have a day job. And I mean, you, I guess you know it. I don't know if everyone's aware of that because sometimes I see some comments, people still believe that because bands and, and, and videos have millions of views, they think they think we're millionaires ourselves. Right. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> but no. <laughs> so we still work. So, um, but as a band, um, we take advantage of that crisis. It's not giving us shows, but it's giving us time. And we're using that time to write new songs and actually having this time off road 
I went to Italy with Michele to write, to work on his own songs and to work on writing songs together. And we discovered an amazing connection that we have right. that we didn't know existed because we never had the chance to experience it before. And I'm, I can already tell you that our new record is going to be on a totally different scale than compared to the, the ones we released before. And it's going to be way more personal, way richer, uh, way more metal. And um, and this is thanks to that amazing collaboration that we discovered and the connection that we discovered between Mik Michele and I. So I can't wait to go back there, finalize some tracks. We're, we already have like even, we already have 11 tracks written. Oh, wow. We don't know yet how many we're gonna keep from, from, from this, but we're super excited for for the future. Actually, depend despite the the circumstances that that say that we would not tour before probably fall next year. Right. But we don't, we don't we don't care. We're gonna put an amazing record out soon. <laughs> now, what what is it that that will make you comfortable to go back out touring? Is it a you know everybody seems to have a different thought. Some people are like if there's if there's not a if there's not a vaccine, we're not going out. There's other people who are like, eh, I'd go tomorrow if I could, you know, where, where do you, where do you stand? Uh, you know, you and, and the band stand, is there, is there a standard or are you just kind of waiting it out to see what develops and see what other people do? I can only speak for myself. I, I can't say that's the band's um, idea on that because that would be unfair for my bandmates who can't express themselves right now. It's not like we, had a conversation as a band about that because sure. the thing is it's not it's not on us to decide when the whole thing could start right now it's on politic politics all over europe are saying uh, venues can't be filled with as right. many people as they normally can welcome so shows are the shows that are allowed in venues are seated shows with a very few very little audience so economically it's not viable it's not right. viable for the promoters, for the venues. And if the venues are like, okay, <clears throat> you want to come play with, with 30 people seated? Sh sure, you can. But then the fee is going to be this much. Then it's not viable right. for us either because right. then we can't cover for the cost of just coming over. So, so right now, the reason why nobody's touring is because shows aren't economically durable. Mm. The day governments say, the virus has slowed down. It is reasonable to believe that we can uh, allow venues to be used in their full capacity. Everyone is going to start booking shows again because this is going to be a government and a politician, a political decision to allow shows to happen again. It's, it won't happen because the bands want it. It won't happen because venues want it. It's a, right now. It's it's on the legal aspects right. that it's happening. So I guess. If, in order to for politicians to take the risk to open venues, they must not take any risks. So they must be like facing a situation where the virus has been down for a long time, or there is a vaccine vaccine out that that has proven is reliable and doesn't have any horrible side effects, which still require months to be proven. Mm -hmm. So politics politicians have to have the right environment to say it's safe to have concerts again. And then if governments say it's safe to have concerts again, well, everyone is gonna go for concerts and bands are gonna tour and venues are gonna reopen. I don't think there is something in between because right. 
because I, as a promoter myself, I, I kind of know how show works. So, sure. so I think, yeah, this is this 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 would be my 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 position. Yeah. Right. The day where the day shows are legal again is because the pandemic would be so low that no one takes risks anymore. Right. And and what's going to be crazy is when that day comes, every band is going to be trying to get those those spots. You know, it, they're already trying. It, 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 and it's going to be so odd. I mean, it's, it's going to be, I, I, I call it, I've been calling it Monday show syndrome where you're going to see a lot of bands that you would normally see on a Friday or a Saturday playing on a Monday or Tuesday, just because the venues are going to be so booked because everybody's going to be out there touring. Well, the thing is every show that I've been sort of canceled or postponed are already scheduled for another friend for, for another period of time. So what I see on my side is that most of 2021 is already booked, right? At least in France, right. <laughs> because so many shows have been have been have been postponed. It's like the calendar just filled itself up, and I'm already booking shows for 2022. It's oh, the wow. first time ever that I that I'm booking shows one year and a half ahead. This does this never happened before. It was like maybe a year ahead, but a year and a half was. I've never done that before. So, so yeah, there, but, but the thing is, um, those shows are booked without any certainty that they can happen. It's just that we need to get going. We need to make plans. We need to plan tours. It's like, we have to, we have to be there. The moment shows are allowed, there should be shows the next day right. because they would be planned ahead. Right. So, so yeah. Yep. No but doubt. in Europe, there are shows on Mondays, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the time. <laughs> you know, when you're on tour right. in Europe, you can play every night because the distances are not the same as in the U.S. In the U.S., when you really need to drive from like one big city to to another, could be it takes you two days. So then you have mm -hmm. a day off there, and then and then you can you can play from like to Sunday to Thursday. You know, right. I mean, not play Thursday. For four days and, and and it's fine but in europe it's you, you mostly play you can mostly play every day sure definitely well for people that can't see you guys play right now they can at least see you play on the new dvd it is yeah. called a symphonic journey to remember it is a it is an absolutely great dvd and just aesthetically it's phenomenal whether you like the music or you don't like the music you should but if, even if you don't the aesthetics of this thing are amazing and i definitely wanted to congratulate you guys once again for this thing and um i'll tell you what clem tell people where they should go online to keep up with the band and to pick up the dvd and all that stuff well the dvd you can order on napalm records online store um otherwise you can follow the band on all social media platforms let's say facebook and instagram are our major platforms where we're the most active and we've shared the link to, to for pre-ordering the the dvd everywhere and yeah so you won't miss that <laughs> all right excellent well everybody should go pick it up it's one more time it's a symphonic journey to remember it's out october 30th it's visions of atlantis and uh clem thanks so much for coming on with us Thank you very much for having me. No. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast. And be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com for all comments and questions 
please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com. <laughs>